Welcome to Holistic Hearts, a place to dive deeper into living holistically, a place where my mom shares thoughts on living fully, creating intentionally, and empowering others to come along with her in this journey. Hello, lovely ladies. Welcome to another episode of Holistic Hearts. I'm Kristen Chadwick. I am your spirit empowerment coach here to bring you life transformational conversations and being intentional about your life. One of those things is we are continuing on our series of pursuing wellness, which if you are joining me and you are not a part of my Facebook group, head on over. There's a link below in the show notes. If not, if you can't find the show notes, that's okay. It's okay. Find me on Facebook. It's just my name. And then I will point you to the direction of my very exclusive private Facebook group. And you can join me because we are doing a challenge this month called the Rejuvenescence Challenge. And we are challenging our bodies to move for 30 minutes every day. That's it. 30 minutes every day till the end of August. And I would love for you to come and join me to be a part of that community and just be a part of this whole conversation on a deeper level of pursuing wellness. Well, before we talk in today, jump into today's topic for today, I'm excited, you guys. Can you tell? I do want to let you know on a little secret there is a beautiful opportunity coming up in about. Mm, you got till August 31st to sign up for this event. It is a eight week course on boundaries. If you've listened to my show for a hot minute, you have heard me talk about boundaries. This course is only going to be for 10 members. So you want to sign up by August 31st. There's only 10 slots. This group is for you if you feel like your life is out of control, if you have trouble saying no, or if you feel like people are constantly taking advantage of you. Do you know how to set limits and still be a loving person? And if you answered yes to any of those, or you nodded your head like, "Mm, girl, are you talking about me? Yes, that's definitely me then this group is for you. Boundaries impacts every area of our lives, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and having those clear boundaries is an essential part of a healthy and balanced life. Like I said, this is going to be an eight-week group coaching course on boundaries and only 10 spots. It's going to be from September 14th through November 2nd. Sign up Deadline is August 31st, just so we know who's going to be participating. We are going to be following along the Boundaries book by Dr. Henry Henry Cloud and Dr. Townsend, and it's going to be led by Beverly Miriam, a licensed professional counselor who's going to be coaching us through all of these fantastic questions. I, If I could just give a magic pill to all of my clients, Boundaries would be it. <laughs> because I see so much boundaries um, as one of the top things that people are struggling with, including myself, you guys. Um, So I encourage you to sign up, sign up at the link below. 
And we are looking forward to having you grow and to set limits so that you can have that balance in that healthy life. All right, so let's dive in to why movement is key to wellness. Okay, I want to start with Proverbs 31, 17, which if you're a woman, you're a Christian, you have heard about the lovely lady of Proverbs 31 woman. I will tell you, a couple years ago, I had this little moment with Jesus where I really kind of was annoyed by the Proverbs 31 woman, which is usually a sign that the Lord's trying to tell me something. And I sat down and I journaled, and maybe you guys read that um, post a couple years ago, um, but I really struggled with like, Lord, I do not resonate. In my head, I picture a very... um homely woman who it, it just very different than than my current situation. I don't know how else to explain that I was just like, wow, I would never be able to attain that, nor would I want to. But in my head, it was such a faulty picture of who this Proverbs 31 woman was. And so in this moment, I had this epiphany of, oh my word, she's actually a badass. Yes, I said badass on this Christian program because if you read Proverbs 31, there's this verse, Proverbs 31:17, that struck something in me that made me realize how powerful this woman is. So it says she dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She does not lay around idle, you guys. She is a picture of strength and she makes her arms strong. How does she do that? She's working her patootie off. And I think what I got out of that moment of rereading that Proverbs 31 and getting over my own uh, stereotype in my brain, I really realized that I really want to live like her. And that's just a small glimpse of this powerful woman um, of Proverbs 31. She, she's an incredible worker. She's very resourceful. And I really believe she took care of her body, that that was like something that was within her that actually built upon strength within her. I'm hoping that makes sense. Okay. The other thing I wanted to start with too is a couple of different Bible verses. First Corinthians talks a little bit about our bodies, and so I just wanted to cover that. One is First Corinthians 10.31 says, So then, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of our great God. It all comes back down to asking that question, what am I doing this for? What does Jesus think about this? What does Jesus think about movement? What does Jesus think about how I'm taking care of my body or what I'm putting in my mouth as far as eating and drinking? Was he about moderation? Was he about celebration? Was he a time of, did he have times of self-control? Which leads me to this other verse, 1 Corinthians 9, 24, 27 
says, do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one receives the prize. So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we are imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control. Lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. That right there should make us think. When we have discipline, it's actually setting us up to be able to go out in strength and power like the Proverbs 31 woman. So that is our biblical foundation for our conversation today of why movement is key in wellness. So let me tell you a story. So a couple weeks ago, my family and I were able to go to the Olympic Museum here in Colorado Springs. It's a beautiful architectural building. I mean, it's phenomenal. It, the The beauty of the building itself is enough to go see it. So we all went, it was my husband and myself and our three boys. And the amount of athleticism, obviously in the Olympic Museum, it truly was mind blowing to see the amount that the human body can withstand, can be disciplined. It really was incredible. And it, it really took me, um, almost to a place of worshiping our father for creating our bodies to do these mind blowing things. When we submit, when our bodies submit to our self-discipline, to God's plan for our lives, to our purposes, phenomenal things happen. And right now, even as the Olympics are playing, it's just such a cool thing to watch. Those movements, those incredibly powerful, powerfully um, self-disciplined people. It's just truly phenomenal. So I tell you that story because the potential like what Paul was talking about in first Corinthians of being able to run the race and the, and part of my life mission is to live an intentional life. And I want to encourage you and empower you that you can do the same, whether you are coming from a place of you have not exercised in years, or you have had the same exercise plan for decades you have the power and the freedom to have self-discipline and self-control out of total empowerment, not discouragement. And one thing that can discourage us is the word exercise. And I actually joked around this last week as I was preparing for the show. I really kind of had a giggle moment because um, this idea came in my head of why do we call exercise exercise when there's such a negative connotation to exercise? Why don't we call it dance time or fun time or strengthening time or power time? You could be totally creative. If exercise, that word is off-putting, just change the word. It's that simple. When you are moving, when you're in movement, 
I want you to think about things that bring you joy. What were the things that brought you joy as a little girl? Was it riding your bike? Was it just dancing around in the living room? And I've talked about this before. I loved working out with my mom in the living room. And that's literally what I do now that brings me so much joy. Although she's not in my living room, she still works out in her home and I work out in my home. And that brings me so much joy. Good old Jane Fonda. So what are those things that bring joy, bring life into your body? Is it walking? Is it noticing how your, um, I don't know, how your leaves are changing down your street? Is it being playful with your dog or your children? Just be creative. Notice the things that bring you joy and that bring an increase in your heart rate. So when we talk about movement, it's anything that you do that brings your heart rate up in a positive way. Um, like I said, it could be hit workouts like CrossFit, weights, basketball, biking, gardening. Gardening is even a heart rate raiser. I don't know about you, but I just certainly sweat when I'm gardening and pulling weeds. That is a great strengthening for your legs. I can't tell you how many times I have been sore after working in the yard um, the back of my hamstrings. <laughs> you can do some serious deadlifts, natural deadlifts. Um, yeah, so movement is anything that's going to bring that heart rate up. And movement is not necessarily about losing weight. Our culture has definitely put a stigma on that. Um, it feels like exercise is now permanently closed and or uh, permanently connected to losing weight or gaining muscle, but it's about using our bodies to the potential that it was created for. If you think about those Olympic athletes who are above and beyond, you know, average humans, but when you see movement at this beautiful opportunity to create potential physically, emotionally, and spirit spiritually, it's so much more than about losing weight. I know so many of you have heard multiple times what the positive benefits are for movement. And I don't want to take too much time here because I really think it's a heart of the matter because it all comes back down to, if we're looking at this from a holistic approach, it's got to include everything, right? So here's, here's some of those positive movements. There's so much more, um, but it improves brain function, flexibility, endurance. Even a Johns Hopkins researcher says for sleep, it actually s increases slow wave sleep or deep sleep, which is the time when your body goes into rejuvenating. Did you hear that? Rejuvenating. That study perked my ears because it said the word rejuvenating. And I thought, oh my gosh, how cool is that? However, I want you to be mindful that there's a certain amount of exercise that is appropriate for um, actually getting better sleep. If you train too late in the day, it actually will cause decrease of sleep. So you don't have to train for an ultra marathon to get the benefits. It, the, from that study, it just talks about if you do 30 minutes a day of moderate intensity, that's moderate intensity for you. If that means 
it's walking around the block up a slight incline, and that is moderate intensity for 30 minutes, then do that. It also helps lowers risk of chronic diseases. One amazing thing that I want to talk about is the instant gratification, which we are all so used to. Thank you, Amazon. Thank you, Instagram, all those instant gratification things. Um, it gives you an instant endorphin rush. It promotes mental well-being. And I wanted to share this with you. I've been reading this book called The Joy of Movement by Dr. Kelly McGonigal. And she has a slew of um, information that I'll probably continue to share as we go through this series. But one thing I wanted to share with you that is mind-blowing is there was a group study that one cohort was told to become intentionally, like take away their exercise program. And within one week, 88% reported becoming more depressed and 31% were a decrease in life daily satisfaction. Isn't that crazy? And also from that book, she talks about how they did a study of um, how exercise actually can be a natural antidote for anxiety and depression. Um, absolutely, there can be a physical component, a, a chemical component to that. Um, and she did a whole study and she looked at a bunch of studies and they found that the average American or excuse me, the average amount of steps to help reduce anxiety and depression is only 5,649 steps. So you, to help decrease anxiety and depression, we only need to take 5,649 steps. The average American today takes 4,777 steps. And the average globally is 4,961 steps. So if you are one of those that we sit at a desk, I'm here with you, friend. And we look at our step counter or our Apple watch, our Fitbit, and it says we've only gotten 3000 steps at the end of the day. That is your wake up call. Notice how you're feeling. Are you feeling anxious? Are you feeling depressed? It might be a simple thing of parking your car a little farther away or taking a break every hour to go walk around the office or, uh, you know, you can be creative. We just need movement. Movement can bring healing to our minds, our emotions, our mental, mental capabilities. It actually can bring clarity when we're trying to be creative. So women, here's another thing too. It can also build confidence in ourselves. I don't know about you. I can't be the only one. But when it's been a hot minute since I've worked out and the first day I work out that night or that day after I work out, I instantly feel more confidence. I feel like I, I don't know, competed in a competition and won, even though it might've been <laughs> the first day that I've worked out in months and I'm, you know, way over what I typically weigh. 
that one workout creates confidence within myself. And I know I'm not alone in that. So there's that. I also want to stress too, that if you are on the other side of the spectrum of maybe working out is become an addiction or you are using it to, um, control. I encourage you a, to get help and to talk to somebody, but we actually are going to send our bodies into stress. You can actually be counterproductive. So again, like I've said so many times on the show, you have to listen to your body. Hit intervals can be great, but not extremely high intensity for too long. If we go over again, our bodies go into stress. We, we start producing cortisol and our adrenals get taxed. If we're constantly killing it, we got to make sure that we're balancing out those workouts with stretching and rest and things like cold showers or saunas. So that sweet spot of movement and that moderate intensity means per day in that exercise, we get, it's like 150 to 500 calories. That's a good way to figure it out if you're in that zone. Or another way to, when I say to listen to your body, if you are sore for more than two, three days, you've pushed your body way too hard, too fast. So if it's a CrossFit gym that you're a part of, I know it's very competitive in there. And I've seen more injuries as a former trainer come out of CrossFit. But if you are in CrossFit and everybody else is at a certain weight, please, please, please respect your body of where you're at. Or if you're in a class in a uh, local gym and everybody else is using heavy, heavy weights and you are just not there yet, you have full permission to just use your body. Your body is incredible at providing uh, opportunities for you to grow in strength. Okay, so movement is key to wellness. All right, now we're going to hone in just a little bit more. And I really encourage you, if you have not listened to the Moms in the Middle uh, conversation, I know we're going to be touching a little bit on this. I won't be on there. It would have been recorded on Monday. So I won't, I would not have been on there. (laughs) So I just wanted to share with my audience because this was mind blowing to me as a woman. Excuse me while I take a sip of tea. So as a woman, we can match our movement to wherever we are in our cycle. Meaning there are certain movements which are actually super healing for our bodies at certain times of the month. In that first week of your cycle, while you are menstruating, it is a time to love on your body, stretching, walking, um, just being very gentle. Your body needs rest in that. And I could do a whole show on this, but I'm just going to briefly talk about this. During your ovulation time, that is a time for kicking it up a notch. 
hit intervals, weights, doing all those things that are extra. That week of PMSing, it's a whole different style. And you can look all of these up. It's um, the book that I read a couple years ago is called In the Flow. I'll put a link in the show notes and so much amazing um, epiphanies in that book. But it does talk a lot about, about fitness and how to lay out your fitness program depending on where you are in your cycle. Okay, the, the last thing before we wrap it up here, one thing that I love, and it was confirmed in reading the Joy of Movement book by Dr. McGonagall, was she was saying how our bodies in movement, we crave movement that actually feeds our soul. And what I mean by that is if you have like a type A person, if you like things very structured and controlled, going to a dance class would be so beneficial where you can let go and release all of that tension and just be free. Or if you are needing strength, if you are needing to, to embrace your own power that God has given you, a time to do weights would be an excellent idea. Or if you're needing perseverance and endurance in your mental capacity, this is a great time to train for like a 10K or 5K, something that will push you in the area that you need to grow in. So another example would be if you're if your life's feeling chaotic or out of control, one thing you can do is yoga and center yourself. Come back into your body. I have an excellent show on this with Sherry Snyder just talking about coming back into your body. And yoga is an excellent place to do that when you feel a little bit like you're out of sorts. So I hope that that is helpful to you. I want your takeaway to be that our bodies are designed to move. You can start small and then just keep going. I believe in you and I believe that you do want wellness. You do want to live a life of abundance and fully embracing of what is happening around you. It's playing with your kids with gusto. It's being interactive and not being wiped out by the end of the day. And part of that is movement. Movement creates life. And, and I know it's been said before by, um, I think the first time I heard it was through Rachel and Dave Hollis. Um, they were talking about, uh, energy is like a nuclear plant. Energy begets energy. So just keep that in mind when you are fighting getting out of bed in the morning and you're like, oh gosh, I don't feel like it. And I can tell the difference between when my body needs rest and when my, my body is just fighting the um, wanting to get out of bed. You know what I mean? Like I just need movement. So there's a difference, you know? There's a difference of of being kind to your body because it's exhausted or it really just needs a little bit of oomph. Um, if you go back and you think about all of these Olympic athletes that are competing right now, there are days when they are like, 
I am so done training, but they have to keep their why in front of them. And I encourage you to dig deep into your why. What is your why? What is your why? For me, it's that Proverbs 31 woman. Going back to the very beginning of our conversation, she dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. And I know it's not just physical, but to me, as a holistic person, as I am strengthening my body, I know that I am bringing that into the spaces that I occupy throughout the day. All right, let me end with this prayer because I want you to know I really am your cheerleader. And I hope this encourages you to get off this podcast and make a plan. Make a plan for the rest of the day. How are you going to continue to move your body? That's it. Just start start so small. You've got this. So Jesus, I pray for each and every listener that they would be in good health and that wellness would be in their souls and that movement would be a delight and a joy. And if they are stuck, I pray that they would just come to you as simple as that and just say, Jesus, what's the best way for me to move my body and create that space for you to speak into their hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to Holistic Hearts. As always, leave a review and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you'd like to find out more about my mom and all the things she is writing about, go to www.kristenfieldschadwick.com.